if you don't feel well, stop passing it off as, oh, well, kids. Oh, well, you know, I'm just getting older. I gained the weight and, you know, that's, I just have to accept that. I'm like, no, you don't. Yeah. You, you deserve to feel well and to have energy and to not feel fatigued and run down. Go get your blood work done. Welcome to the Find Your Strong podcast. I'm Jennifer Van Barneveld Pay, president of Strong Fitness Magazine, founder of Team Strong Girls, and fitness coach turned fitness publisher. Each week, I'm going to give you a thought or an interview of how to build stronger bodies, stronger minds, and stronger relationships. Getting to where I am now has been nothing short of a journey of the ultimate highs and the deepest of lows. I've had my fair share of setbacks, near bankruptcy, an eating disorder, and multiple miscarriages. You name it, I lost my way time and time again. But through it all, I uncovered my purpose, which gave me the perseverance to find my strong and stay the course. I've spent more than 15 years coaching women, and I know that fitness is a vessel to help you feel strong, confident, and empowered in your body and your life. If you're looking for inspiration and motivation, you've come to the right place. You are not going to want to miss this. Welcome to the show, Ebony. I just love your vibe. You're dancing right now. (laughs) Thank you so much for being here with me today. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited. I I don't need coffee or any type of like energy, anything, because I legit could not sleep last night. I was so excited for today. Oh, that's so amazing. I just love you. We met last year when you were featured in Strong Fitness Magazine, the women to watch section. And I loved reading your story and we connected and now you are a strong girl. You're one of my (laughs) clients. Like it's crazy how the world works. Um, but we're going to do some pretty epic things together. Yes. And I'm pretty pumped for that. (laughs) Yes. I cannot wait. Yay. Yeah. We're getting you prepped for a photo shoot. So that'll be exciting. Yes. Um, (laughs) but I want to have, I wanted to have you here because I wanted to chat about thyroid health because that's how you help your clients Mm -hmm. gain their energy back. Um, you know, after having thyroid issues and I've had a few thyroid experts on the show, but I love your approach and how you get into helping like prevent thyroid dysfunction. Right. Because I feel like, I feel like now more than ever, women are having issues with their thyroid (laughs) and I don't know what it is, but let's get into that. I first wanted to get into like your story on your own journey with, um, Hashimoto's. How did this all start? Uh, well, one of the really interesting things was I started having symptoms when I was in high school, but no one really knew that it was thyroid issues because everyone's like, Oh, hormonal teenager. You're just, you know, you're being rambunctious and rebellious. And I'm like, I'm the calmest person ever. So for me to even express any kind of anxiety or stress or even frustration or anger was out of character for me. Mm-hmm. And it really just continued. I started noticing having issues taking my exams. And then when I got into college, I would legit blackout. Like I, I wouldn't even remember how I got somewhere. I started developing crazy anxiety and 
I started having symptoms of hyper or an overactive thyroid. But again, we didn't know what it was. And I ran track in college. And what was crazy was that my heart actually just went crazy. And I had to stop running track because we couldn't get my heart rate under control. And it would feel like my heart was going to explode. And then I started getting really bad dizziness and I worked at the health center. So it was really easy for me to just walk over and have them assess me. And I'm like, okay, I took my own vitals. I did all these things. This is what's happening. This is what's going on. And they were all just so confused. And I was doing research in Minnesota when they, they meaning the doctors thought that I had kidney stones and then they gave me beta blockers for my heart to get my heart rate to just like calm down. And I was, when I wasn't in the lab, I was at the health center. When I wasn't at the health center, I was asleep. (laughs) So all of those Yeah. All of the symptoms of both hyper and hypothyroidism I had, which also made it really, really challenging to diagnose me because those symptoms also mimic other conditions. Mm -hmm. So we finally figured it out. I literally told the doctor, I don't care how much it costs, check everything. And in most cases, when I've talked to my doctor since then, they were like, um, you were really bold for that because we never do that. Just FYI. I was like, yeah, I, I know, but I was desperate. And it's really hard to pass a kidney stone when one doesn't exist. <laughs> exactly. So oh gosh, I, was over it. There. <laughs> I was over it at that point. I was like, I don't, I just don't care. Take all my stipend money. Just, we have to figure this out. So I got in touch with an amazing endocrinologist back home in Detroit, and it was great because she was really the first person that said, I want to help you with your diet and sleep, and you're really active, and I think that's really helped you up until this point, but for me, we ended up going the route of the medication because I just continued to deteriorate and I wasn't getting enough oxygen to my brain. It was mm. super scary because at that point I was like 21 wow. and, you know, pulling clumps of hair out the weight, rapid weight gain, and then the rapid weight loss. And it just, so you would go in and out of, of hyper hypo. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Mm-hmm. And the only thing the doctors could say was, well, we guess it was a virus that kind of quote unquote pushed me over the edge. And that's when we found the elevated antibodies for Hashimoto's. And it, it, that's really what started my journey because everything fell apart. And when I say everything, I mean, everything I felt like, even though I was 21, I felt like an 80 year old woman. And it's really challenging when you're going to the endocrinology office. And I had women staring at me like, why are you in here? Or I kept the fan with me all the time because I was having hot flashes. And, you know, you would get those stares like, well, (laughs) what are you fanning yourself for? (laughs) You don't know what this is like. I'm like, actually, I do. So can you move over? (laughs) 
<laughs> can I borrow your van really quickly? Thank you. <laughs> wow. Wow. Yeah, it was, it was, it was a wild ride because I ended up going undiagnosed for about five years and that was incredibly discouraging, but it also built up an inner strength in me that I didn't know that I had. And once I got on my medication and we got everything on track then my grades just completely went through the roof. I graduated with a 3.8 and all my advisors were like, oh, and oh, oh. And I decided to uh, self-design my own major um, while all of this was happening. So I started off as a neuroscience major and then I decided to create my own major in exercise physiology. So I ended up taking kinesiology classes at UMass Amherst while keeping the neuroscience program from Mount Holyoke where I went to school and at the end of it I looked at my degree and then I realized how many credits I had taken and I was like well shucks (laughs) no wonder why I was partially so tired this was suicide goodness (laughs) No wonder I had blackouts. Right? (laughs) And that's just like, I feel like that's why you wanted to get to the bottom of it, right? Like you're, you're, you have that science brain, like you, you want to get to the bottom of it. Um, So that's probably why you, you persevered and, and, and didn't, you know, just take what the doctors were saying, um, as an actual fact, you wanted to get to the bottom of it because you knew how you were feeling, right? Yeah, it was awful. (laughs) (laughs) I would not wish that on my worst enemy. Did you change anything, um, in regards to your nutrition approach? Like even when you were 21, did you start to question that? Like what you were eating, what you were putting in your body, even at, even at 21 being so young? Yeah, I, actually also developed irritable bowel syndrome in the middle of this, because when you have one autoimmune condition, especially when it's related to your endocrine system, you tend to develop other conditions and hello, IBS, hello, stress, hello, anxiety. Mm -hmm. So I learned very quickly that I could no longer survive on a standard quote unquote college diet. And fortunately my school fed us very well, but I had to cut everything out because everything irritated my stomach. Everything made me nauseous. Everything made me sick. I never knew which end it was going to come out of. So I literally had to start at the basics with just working on drinking nothing but bone broth. and literally build up from there. So it started with just bone broth. And then we started with vegetables. I avoided all of the typical things that most folks say you can't eat with a thyroid disease. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And uh, I went gluten-free and I did all those things to try to get the inflammation down because I was also just really puffy. And once I started doing that and introducing foods, then I realized, Oh yeah, no, I can't eat that. Yeah. Mm, nope. Can't eat that either. Uh, can't do that either. Yeah. Okay. So it was really great just to see 
and be my own science experiment essentially to say, all right, I can't do processed food. I, I, I cannot, I can't do fast food because my body will hate me and I will be miserable, which was also challenging because I drove back and forth from Massachusetts to Michigan and I would actually go through Canada and there's nothing but fast food restaurants. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I know. <laughs> uh, so I was normally quite hungry <laughs> if I did not pack for the road. So that's like one thing on my bucket list to be able to like figure out how do we help other people that want to eat healthier, but also have dietary issues yes. when traveling on the road, yeah. even at the airport. I was like, I can't eat that. Yeah. Can't eat that. Yeah. Now that you're a strong girl, you know, you know about food prep. <laughs> yes. Um, yes. Yeah. Bringing your food yes. everywhere. And I'm sure you learned that as well, you know, with not being able to hardly eat anything because going back to what Hashimoto's is, it's like your immune system is attacking your thyroid. Right. Yep. So it's like, yep. it looks at it as, as like a foreign invader and it's going to look at foods as, the, as that way too, because mm-hmm. your body is just in that state right? So that's why you sort of cleaned up everything that could cause a reaction, which would probably be like dairy and wheat and Mm -hmm. gluten and all of that. And then rebuilding. And now you've, you're, you, you come to a point where you have been able to reintroduce certain things, right? Yeah. Yep. 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 And it's, and that that's also something that's really funny because whether I'm talking to someone on my podcast or just having a conversation, they're like, wait a minute, you can have nightshades? You can eat chickpeas? Wait, you eat bread? Wait a minute, I thought we couldn't have any of that. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Well. <laughs> yeah, you built your, your body up to a point now where you can start reintroducing because you've done all the work. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. And that's what you essentially help your clients do as well. Yep, yep, okay. yep. Now, I just want to go back quickly uh, about anxiety because you were saying when you have a thyroid Hashimoto's or thyroid condition or Hashimoto's, anxiety is a real part of it. Yes. Now, once you either get medication for your thyroid and you're and you're helping it in other ways as well, food, exercise, how is your anxiety now? Does it go down? Did you have to do any mindset work as well? Or did it, was it basically controlled through getting your thyroid at a good level and stable? All of the above. <laughs> okay. so, you know, a lot of people have anxiety. Like, is it just because of my thyroid or is it because of other things too? Right. Yeah. Like, what's what you really have to figure out. Right. Yeah. So initially a a lot of my anxiety was helped with the medication and I actually had a thyroid storm over the summer and we readjusted my medication. So it was really cool to see, Oh, reminder. Yes. Sometimes it is your thyroid, Mm -hmm. but what was really important for me is growing up. And I, I honestly feel like anxiety and a lot of mental health issues are really and truly passed down from a genetic perspective and you have that predisposition to it. So I know that my family has a lot of issues with mental health. So it was really important to me to make sure that I was working on my mindset, that I was working on that scarcity mindset that we've even talked about and that I, I it's a daily reminder 
that I'm okay mm-hmm. and that things are going to turn around and I don't have to be so afraid to take a step or to voice my opinion on, on things or in and just all of the things that we've really kind of talked about in terms of things that go along with mindset and that can be different for everyone Mm -hmm. but for me it was definitely scarcity it was the anxiety of not being seen or heard or listened to and I and even going through a divorce that reintroduces a lot of that and you have to then work on just who am I what makes me happy and what are the things that I want to accomplish in this world? And also not being afraid to go to therapy. Yeah. That definitely helps with easing that anxiety. Mm -hmm. And a lot of meditation has happened in this apartment as well as (laughs) (laughs) doing yoga and, and spending a lot of time outside in nature. I, recently learned that that is my happy place Me too. forest bathing is amazing okay shout out to forest bathing go go stand in the dirt go get your feet wet (laughs) jump in a puddle (laughs) it's really amazing how you feel when you step outside like I've I've been more in tune with that lately too during COVID um you just feel like a different person you know yeah you come back and you're like I feel amazing, you know, and just stepping outside with my kids, I see their difference too. They're Mm -hmm. hyper inside, you know, we need to get outside, we get outside, we release some energy and they're like happier children when they get home. Mm -hmm. We are meant to be in nature. Yes. Yes. And it's great because my parents recently moved to New Hampshire and I was out there all last week hiking and my dad tried to persuade me to spend the night outside in the tent. And I was like, I'm not quite ready for that, especially since you just said you guys saw a, a bear at the farmer's market. <laughs> Give me a minute. <laughs> I don't think I'd be ready for that either. Right. I can maybe do like a glamping thing or right. <laughs> a really nice cottage. I don't know about. Exactly. I was like, I wasn't, I wasn't ready, but I, and, and we've talked about this in my check-ins with changing my medication. Mm-hmm it subsequently gave me insomnia, but all last week I slept without a problem. And I feel like a new woman today, which is just, it's incredible. (laughs) And I'm sure, and you get your blood work done regularly, right? So, you know, and this is for everybody. It's not for just somebody that has uh, a thyroid issue or, or, yes, another, another, um, ailment, you should be getting your blood work done mm-hmm. a couple of times a year, because yeah. even, even for supplementation, you need to know what you're lacking in your vitamin yeah. D levels will be different in the winter than they are in the summer get them checked. So you can supplement properly because all those things matter and yes. how you feel, you know, like even raising magnesium will help you sleep a little bit more, mm-hmm. but you need to know, you need to know before you just start taking a bunch of supplements or not taking them. Right. Yes, that I I cannot stress how important that is. And even I just met with my endocrinologist and, and another thing that I tell people when they're like, well, Ebony, you have a reason to go to the doctor a lot. I don't. I'm like, what are you talking about? 
what, what do you mean? And I talk to my family about this a lot because you have to advocate for yourself in healthcare. And as women, we're often dismissed. And there are a lot of study about, you know, provider and patient relationship and communication. And that's another reason why advocacy is so important to me as well, because if you don't feel well, stop passing it off as, oh, well, kids. Oh, well, you know, I'm just getting older. I gained the weight and, you know, that's, I just have to accept that. I'm like, no, you don't. Yeah. You, you deserve to feel well and to have energy and to not feel fatigued and run down. Go get your blood work done. Yeah. That was a big wake up call for me after having my son. I was so tired and I just, just said, oh, it's because I'm a mom. That's literally mm-hmm. what I said in my head for a good year. It's just because I'm not getting the sleep that I used to. And then when I finally had the miscarriage, it made me like really look within and, and, and say like, okay, I should probably get my blood checked. I did. Yeah. And I had extremely low iron. She was yeah. like, I'm, are you, do you feel like falling asleep? Like every hour? I'm like, yeah, yeah. Pretty much. <laughs> and it was because of that. And then when I started taking a really great iron supplement three months later, I was like, woo, like I, I right? thought yeah, I forgot how it felt to have energy. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's crazy. And, and even, even for me, not only did I have Hashimoto's disease, which will already make you forget your first name, but I had incredibly low vitamin D levels and I had incredibly low vitamin B levels. Mm. So my doctor just kind of looked and my cholesterol was all over the place. I had high blood pressure and my doctor looked at me and she's like, um, are you okay? <laughs> right. Like how old and my iron was low too. And she's yeah. just like, I don't understand. I don't. Okay. We're going to start with 20,000 units of vitamin D yeah. and then we're going to give you vitamin B shots and you're going to take this iron supplement. And by the way, it might make you constipated. So now we have to do all these other things to increase your fiber <laughs> intake. There's, like after, I mean, I, I honestly did start doing cartwheels down the hallway at work and I still do that uh, when we are in the office because it's just such a, an expression of joy. Yeah. So I'm like, I just, I just have to do cartwheels. Thanks. And, and it's like, you were 21. So your body was like, it's, it's still young, you know, you you were, you were eating healthy and that just goes to show you everybody's different and everybody Mm -hmm. absorbs differently. Yes. Even though you are eating well, or you think you're eating well, your body maybe is not absorbing the iron that you're eating. Mm -hmm. So that's why you need either a digestive enzyme to help you absorb or a supplementation, right? So it's, that's, yeah. that's the key. Like you really have to find out what you're lacking because everybody's mm-hmm. very, very different. And don't be afraid to seek out a specialist. Like I mm-hmm. went in not bashing doctors, but I went to my prime. Fortunately, I, I have had a very good care team. I will sing praises to every doctor that I've seen. But, you know, when I went to my primary care, I'm like, this is what I think. This is what I've read. What do you think? Can we make this a collaborative thing? 
And she was like, yes, you have a great point there. All right, let's get you scheduled with an endocrinologist. Let's get you scheduled with a GI doctor because those IBS symptoms were like, they were scary because again, to your point about the digestive enzymes, I wasn't breaking down my food at all, not to mention to see some things kind of squirreling around in there. When I went yeah. to the bathroom, I was going like, right through you. Yeah. I'm like, mm-hmm. can we, can we look at this? Can we, cause this is, <laughs> this is a little yuck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's so it was, point. yeah, it was, it was great. And the one thing I really appreciate about my GI doctor was she's like, you are so young. And I don't want to start giving you all the medications. Mm-hmm. Let's take an approach of what about peppermint oil or uh, digestive enzymes and even um, digestive bitters. Mm-hmm. And it was great because I could go back to her. And that's when I started writing down what I was eating. And that's also important too, because when you're stressed out, you tend to reach for things. Yeah. And for me at the I time, it was, you're eating them. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And that whole thing that we were talking about with like the bite licking twos and the tastes and all those things build up over time. And you're like, oh, wait a minute. Actually, I, um, I, I ate too much food and <laughs> I ate what I wasn't supposed to eat. And that is why I am bloated and why I currently have diarrhea. Okay, great. Thank you. Yeah. You become like you're, you're showing up and you're actually making note of what you're putting in your mouth. Right. Because mm-hmm. a lot of us think like, oh, I just had like two meals, three meals today. And then, but then when you really <laughs> yes. write it down, you realize it's, it's more than that. Right. Yes. And that's what could be causing some issues for you. Yes. Hey, I just wanted to take a little one minute pause and share with you that this episode is brought to you by my sponsors, Pure Vita Labs, makers of my very favorite protein powder. Go to pvl.com to get 20% off your purchase using my code STRONGGIRLS20, all one word, all caps. That's pvl.com and discount code STRONGGIRLS20. So let's talk about like how we can take care of our thyroid now in hopes to prevent any of these issues going like later on in life. Yes. So (laughs) I'm laughing because I'm thinking back to the early days and even now, especially having gone through a thyroid storm, which basically a thyroid storm is exactly what it sounds like. And It is when your body, either you have a virus or you have just gotten to that point of being overworked and overstressed and your body's like, you know what? Peace out. I need a minute. And because you're not paying attention to me, I'm going to force you to slow down. Thanks. So with that being said, that really goes into movement and moving your body from an exercise perspective from just being active and being out in nature, like we talked about. And a lot of people really throw around, it's become very popular with self-care and right. And everyone getting burned out, but it's being aware of your triggers and your stressors and doing the things that really and truly make you happy because it's going to look different for every person. So 
for me, I like to go out and go on a hike, but you may be like bugs. No, not doing that. Absolutely not. You may like reading a book or drawing or just journaling. And all of those things create new neural pathways in our mind that help to release the dopamine and the serotonin and all that stuff. And speaking of serotonin, hello, I'm geeking out. Thank you very much. But when we add more fruits and vegetables to our diet, our serotonin is really produced in our digestive system. Mm -hmm. So when you're adding more fiber and I know a lot of people like eat organic all the time. Not everyone can afford that. Not everyone has access to that. So it's really just working on getting the fruits and vegetables in. If you have to eat canned vegetables, that's okay. Mm -hmm. Aim for no salt. Mm -hmm. Right. Aim for no salt or low salt. And actually one thing that I love to talk about with my doctor friends is how do I reduce my sodium intake or salt intake? And they're like, wash your can of beans off or your, your can of anything. Yeah. Wash it all off. Mm -hmm. Problem solved. Um, frozen fruits and vegetables, any way that you can introduce that variety to help your digestive system work optimally. Because if you have been constipated before, you know that that is the worst feeling ever. Okay. Let's just be honest, I know a lot of people do not like talking about poop or anything like that, but we need to do it. And it's healthy. Yeah. It's a so, sign of our health. Really. Yeah. How many times we have a bowel movement and how many times if we don't like that's there, there's a problem there. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. I've even involved my nephew in the process of helping him understand di- digestive health And I've had him eat beets and blueberries and we've like (laughs) colored his uh, muffins and cupcakes so that he can understand his digestive track and pathway. And now he's like, he'll like randomly text me. He's like, Aunt Ebony. And we've done this since he was like seven and he's turning 13 on the 26th. Oh my gosh. But, (laughs) But for him to gain that awareness has been so helpful and Anytime you can involve your children in that, please do. So that's the second point, more fruits and vegetables, more fiber. I will always be an advocate for that. And even if you eat animal protein, that's okay too. be mindful of where you're getting it from because you, you really are what you eat Mm -hmm. and you want to feed yourself well. And the last thing, which I'm going off of having a lot of it. Sleep, sleep, sleep. Okay, love take a nap. I love right? it. <laughs> <laughs> I need at least seven, eight hours of sleep per night. To, to yes, yeah. mm-hmm. yes. And I tell people the only person that can call me on a Saturday morning is my dad. No <laughs> one else can call me. My phone goes on. Do not disturb. No, I don't want to talk to you. Don't text me. Don't. No, I'm asleep. <laughs> I'm with you. I'm with you. It's been, it's been a little tougher with, with the kids, but I, um, Jackson is finally sleeping and he's my oldest and he was yeah. in, uh, Logan's a pretty good sleeper. He'll sleep in. So we're all pretty well rested in our household. Um, but women do need more sleep than men. Like my husband yes. gets up super early. Um, I tried that, you know, like at the 5am, I just can't function. Mm-mm. I just can't function. I think, I think it, 
I think that's a little sexist, you know, yep. with, with, with moms who work and yep. also like might, may have been up in the middle of the night with their kids, mm-hmm. but that mm-hmm. other, put that extra stress on them and like be a 5 a.m. or uh, I tried it, man. And I was not, I didn't function well. I was not getting a, a good amount of work done. So mm-hmm. I went back to, to achieving my seven, eight hours of sleep per night. And that's my happy place. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I was with um, my best friend when she had her first baby and when she was up, I was up with her and I felt drunk the next day. (laughs) I was just like, you know what? Shout out to all the moms out there. (laughs) Um, uh, cause I, it was a very interesting drive home. (laughs) This is why I spell things wrong on my IG post, by the way. Right. (laughs) Like if we, if you all don't get out of here judging moms and women who are really and truly like out here taking care of whole humans, yeah, okay, yeah. like no, <laughs> yeah. So sleep. What would you What would you tell somebody that's maybe not sleeping that well? I mean, it seems like everything that you've just said is managing stress, right? Mm-hmm. All of these things help mm-hmm. manage stress. So when your body is in high stress mode it starts to shut down in weird ways. Yeah. One of them could be your thyroid, right? Yeah. So managing that stress. So you said exercise daily, getting mm-hmm. outside, you know, some sort of movement, uh, eating your fruits and vegetables and getting that fiber in and now your sleep. So what would be your recommendation for sleep? As someone who has just been struggling with insomnia, <laughs> yay. Uh, the, the biggest thing that I have had to work through over the last, I would say like two or three months is I have to start winding down sooner. And even if you're someone that has to take medication, regardless of what it is, talk to your doctor about the timing because I had to start getting up well, I get up to go to the bathroom anyway, so it's fine. But I take my thyroid meds earlier because it is released throughout the day. And, you know, it was higher in my blood at night versus if I took it at a different time. So talk to your doctor about adjusting the timing when you take your medication, but also your devices. Mm-hmm. Sorry, guys. Mm-hmm. I know we love them. Mm-hmm. But that constant <laughs> connection is also feeding that anxiety and stress. And I had to make a decision about when I was going to put my devices away and either read or let the TV watch me because it was, it's just too much. And with the, with the type of work that I do on a daily basis, we're always connected because anything can go wrong, but I had to make a decision to set that boundary. Mm-hmm. So starting at eight o'clock, the devices are on, do not disturb. I'm turning the volume down on everything. I'm diffusing my essential oils. I'm doing yoga and stretching. And sometimes I'll even work out late because a lot, I know a lot of people, it kind of hypes them up, but yeah. for me, it, it helps me to get out that anxiety or that stress. So after I, if I choose to work out late at night, then I'll definitely do some stretching and yoga and meditation. And also I've gotten in the habit of just drinking lavender tea at night and 
just reflecting on the day and thinking about something that I'm grateful for. And of course my magnesium supplements and such that helps too. So I say all that to say, develop a nighttime routine. Yeah. I love it. I, I do the same. I try to like, you know, close everything down sometimes depending on my day, if, you know, the kids are sick or whatever, I do have to work late, but I do try to close everything down around 8 PM. And Mm -hmm. even on the weekends, I find my, uh, it goes up because I have the kids, they're Mm -hmm. super busy needing attention. And then I start answering, you know, DMS and that sort of thing. And my anxiety is like, and I'm like, you know what, this isn't good. I got to just put this away and people can wait. I can answer them on Monday. Um, but it's true. It's setting boundaries for yourself, right? Yeah. Setting boundaries and being okay with it and not worrying it because people are waiting for you. Like, mm-hmm. despite what you think, they're not like sitting there waiting for your mm-hmm. response. They can wait, you know, yep. your health is more important. Yeah. And sometimes you have to set a boundary against yourself. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, and you know what your bad habits are, even if you don't want to say them out loud, mm-hmm. but even writing those things down. And I know that I can be exhausted during the day. And then all of a sudden at 10 o'clock at night, I'm like, hmm, let's think about all the things that I have to do. <laughs> yeah. That's Gosh. a Yeah. 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 Or even like taking eight o'clock and writing everything down. Like that helps me like writing everything down for the night, for the next day, all my little to do's. And then it gets out of your head. Yeah. It gets out of your head. It's on the paper. Um, and that helps me sort of decompress. You have that there. (laughs) There you go. This is, this is all the things. And sometimes when it starts to get a little crazy, I have to highlight my to-dos like, oh, wait. Yeah. Like use a good highlighter. Or I actually just bought this remarkable. I don't know if you see it. Can you see her? (gasps) Yes. It's amazing. Um, one of our strong girls, uh, Julie recommended it to me and it's, yes, it's, you can, it basically, you write all your notes in it and then it can, you can upload it. Yeah. So like, I have a rocket book that's yeah, similar. It's similar. It's so good. And now my notebooks never go missing. No. <laughs> I have it all in one book. Yes. It's awesome. amazing. <laughs> Tell us a little bit about your coaching program. What's next for you? Yeah. Um, so I am starting the process of basically starting over. Um, oh. One of the beautiful things about divorce is that you have that ability to start over. And I am, I have like my VIP day where I work with my clients over a three month period to really do a deep dive in all of the things, whether it is fitness, nutrition, and movement. But one of the things that I love about being an aromatherapist is we can add in different modalities to help with the stress management things or food education and just healthy habit management and things with aromatherapy to help folks to think outside the box that really and truly just helps them to get to radiant health, whatever that means for you. And one thing that is I'm very excited about, really nervous, but I'm going to be launching a subscription box called the Balanced Soul Box. And it literally combines all of those things together in that I will be able to put my handmade body products in there, but 
there'll be workouts and recipe collections and I can do monthly trainings and have live workouts with that group in that community because I've seen with strong girls how important that community is. And I've been trying to find a way to provide that for people to help them learn about all of these concepts, but especially aromatherapy in a safe way. So I'm going to focus on like one of the themes is harvest. So what are the things that you want to till and work on and cultivate? And we're pairing the essential oils that really and truly help with like kind of opening up your mind and giving you clarity to kind of go along with that. So that is coming in November. And so it's a box that they actually receive. That they actually receive. Yep. And is it like a a yearly thing, a monthly thing? Yeah, it's a monthly. It's going to be monthly. That's exciting. And I am looking over because I'm currently staring at my outline of everything. (laughs) And it's something that I've always wanted to do, but I was always too afraid because Mm -hmm. it's like, oh no, well, what if people don't want it? What if they don't find value in it? How am I going to do this? And I'm like, Ebony, stop. Just stop it. Yeah, you, <laughs> yeah, you, you do. You just have to stop caring or thinking what other, other people think because you don't know that. <laughs> you really no. don't know. No. And in business, you never know the outcome until you just do it, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I'm mm-hmm. proud of you, girl, for doing this. <sighs> Thank you. It it yeah. really That's after right. listening to Geo in in that whole concept of like dreaming again, yep. like well, let's let's dream again and yeah. let's figure it out. That's exciting. That's super exciting. Um, let me know if you want anything um, added to that box. We can connect on the another yes. day. But please, yes. Um, I asked my guests this question at the end. I think, I think, you know, the question if you listen to my podcast, but what does the word strong mean to you, Ebony? I'm I'm getting teary eyed. Why am I getting teary eyed? Oh my goodness. (laughs) Strong for me is really and truly just recognizing who you are and loving every single part of it. For me, for so long, I thought that I had to adjust who I was to fit and to make other people comfortable. And that is a horrible way to live. And, and far too often, we, we feel like we have to people please and do all the things. And for me, being strong has meant rejecting that. And going against the grain and being my like weird and wacky self. And that's okay. And knowing that I'm going to find people who love me for who I am and recognizing that when you can't run, walk, and when you can't walk, crawl, and when you can't do any of that, just be still and just, just recognize this is me. And just loving yourself for 
all of the things that you bring to this world because there's no one else like you. And that's, I know people say like, there's no one else like you and that's your superpower, but it's really true. (laughs) It is. is. And you go through things because eventually you know why you went through the thing you Mm -hmm. went through, right? And you didn't go through everything with thyroid at 21, you wouldn't be helping so many women today. Yeah. That's a powerful thing. I, I just love you, Ebony. <laughs> Thank you. So d- please don't make me cry. <laughs> <laughs> You've just been such a, a amazing person um, and client and everything. And I, and I'm excited for you and your business and I'm excited to do more things with you. Uh, I, I think a lot of our listeners got a lot out of today. Where can people find you, Ebony? Yeah. So I hang out on all social media platforms at Joyful Ebony. And there is my website, joyfulebony.com and my podcast, the Thyroid Warrior Podcast. And if you want to be a VIP to learn more about the Balance Soul Box, (laughs) you can go to you can go to joyfulebony.com forward slash balanced soul box. And it's B-A-L-A-N-C-E-D soul box. And your podcast again. So everybody can actually pause right now and go and subscribe (laughs) to the podcast. Can you just say that name again? Yeah, it's the Thyroid Warrior Podcast. Amazing, amazing. Thank you so much for being here today. And I look forward to chatting with you soon. Thank you. And that's a wrap on another episode. Guys, thank you so much for spending this time with me. I just love being able to share these strong stories and thoughts with you. And I hope you were able to take away a piece of inspiration from today. If there's one favor I could ask, please keep sharing, post a screenshot, share a direct link with a friend or post a review and help spread the word so more people can tune in and find their strong. And if you ever wanted to subscribe to our Strong Fitness Magazine and get the physical copy mailed to your doorstep for more inspiration and motivation, I will include the link in the show notes and please feel free to use my Strong Girl 3 discount code to save. Guys, I cannot wait for the next show. I'm Jennifer Van Barnabelle Pay. Take care and stay strong.